Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today's show is dedicated to investors that wish to identify the value proposition in uranium. We will discuss the uranium commodity cycle, supply and demand fundamentals, and attempt to answer, is now the time to invest in uranium? Our guest is a 33-year veteran in the nuclear energy industry. He is the former chair of the Board of Governors of the World Nuclear Fuel Market and the former president of the Uranium Producers of America. He is currently the VP Commercial for Uranium Participation Corporation and an advisor to the CEO of Kaz Prom, the world's leading uranium producer in Kazakhstan. And he is the executive vice president of Uranium Energy Corporation, Mr. Scott Melby. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hi, Maurice, and uh, as always, it's a pleasure to visit with Proven Improbable, and uh, happy to talk about the uranium market today. You know, Mr. Melby, before we begin today's discussion, allow me to convey that uranium, to me, may be the most unloved and undervalued investment opportunity in the natural resource space. As of today's interview, we are at 13-year lows. The fundamentals are quite intriguing. For first-time listeners, can you provide a macro picture of how many nuclear reactors are online today and how those numbers will dramatically change in the near future? Sure, Maurice. And uh, I think unloved is an accurate description of, of the uranium market. Uh, we are in the sixth year of, of a bear market, which is, uh, you know, for any even commodity space, uh, that's a pretty long down cycle. But the, uh, the underlying fundamentals for nuclear energy, which drives uranium demand, uh, couldn't be more positive today. We have 447 reactors operating around the world that provide 24-7 baseload power uh, to their grids. Uh, very exciting, uh, 59 reactors under construction, and another 168 reactors that are uh, on order or planned. So uh, we really are seeing um, countries turn towards nuclear energy as a way to provide baseload power for their growing economies at, uh, in a way that is not uh, contributing to carbon emissions or, or air pollution. So uh, you know, nuclear power is definitely in a, in a, in a growth mode today. It's just that uh, you know, the impacts of Fukushima um, caused a, a number of dislocations on the supply side for uranium, which has taken longer for, for, uh, than many had expected to work its way through the system. But I think we are now getting to a point where uh, uranium uh, market and uranium prices are poised to improve. Now, where is the demand and where is the supply coming from? China is, is uh, a great example. They have 31 gigawatts installed with 30, 30 units in operation. They're adding six to eight uh, uh, units per year um, based on the current construction uh, schedules. So their gigawatt growth will go to 58 gigawatts within five years, 100 gigawatts within 10 years, which to put it in context is uh, roughly the size of the U.S. nuclear fleet. So uh, China being the, the, the area of the greatest growth, but it's not entirely a uh, emerging market story. We have four reactors under construction in the United States. We get 20% of our electricity from nuclear. Um, the United Kingdom uh, is essentially doubling down on nuclear and uh, replacing its older generation of, of reactors uh, with a new fleet of larger reactors today that um, will... Uh, provide a baseload of, of electricity for the UK for the years to come. Now at the 
current prices, uh, can that meet the future needs for uranium? Well, $19 a pound in, in the spot market today um, is, is not a sustainable level and that uh, most uh, uranium production around the world would be underwater uh, at uh, production costs much higher than $19 a pound. So, um, you know, if you look at a large uh, open pit underground mine, the costs or the, the prices that would be needed to incentivize new production, uh, either expanded mines or new mines, is upwards of $70 a pound. So the uranium price has to recover quite a ways before we see a significant influx of new mine production. So from a supply and demand perspective, we, uh, we produce about 150 million pounds globally, and the industry uses about 175. So we are drawing down inventories as we have uh, every year, really since the 1980s, where we've uh, uh, probably cut in half global inventories over that period, and we're now getting to a point where new mine production is needed in the near term, but the low prices are not incentivizing that new supply. How does the uranium commodity cycle affect where we are and where we are heading? Yeah, well, uh, you know, again, I think uh, understanding commodity cycles is a, is a key element in resource investing, and uh, the fact that, that we're in this uh, bear market. I know it's been painful for those of us in in the space and those who have invested in the space, but actually uh, this prolonged downturn is probably setting up for uh, uh, quite a dramatic uh, increase in price in the coming years because we just are in a situation where the new mine production is not uh, 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 on tap and demand's increasing at about 2.5% a year. So it's a very exciting time. That's where uh, UEC fits in quite nicely in that we have permitted, licensed, and very scalable uh, operations in South Texas that can come on at a very low capital cost and, and operating cost to, uh, to help fill that gap going forward. Now, would you say that uranium is in a capitulation phase right now? Um, I think it's safe to say that. I mean, we're seeing a lot of signs. I mean, there's been a lot of pessimism in, in the space um, uh, in, in recent months. But one interesting uh, thing to track is the investor sentiment towards uranium. And if you use Uranium Participation Corp, the physical uranium commodity fund as a, as a barometer, that fund had been trading at a discount to its net asset value for about two and a half years, which means that the investor sentiment, quite understandably, has been negative towards uh, uranium. But in the last month and a half, we've seen that discount swing to a premium and a very significant premium, currently trading at about 20%, which would indicate that the general investing uh, investment community is, favoring, favor, is looking at uranium quite favorably today. And if we're not at a bottom, we're very near. And uh, so that's, uh, uh, I think that's accurate that uh, we are at a capitulation phase now and um, um, you know, I think the upside is, is quite significant going forward. Now, switching gears, you know, Scott, for the investor at home that now understands the value proposition for uranium and they want to deploy capital, I know I've been there. We get excited and we use a what I would call a buckshot approach on any company that has uranium in their nomenclature. And I want to state here right now for investors, you need to be very selective. Scott, let's discuss a company you and I are both very familiar with. Uranium Energy Corporation, also known as UEC. And before we begin, full disclosure, I'm a shareholder for the virtues we will discuss shortly. Who is 
Uranium Energy Corporation? Well, Maurice, I think uh, you know, in terms of a pure play uranium investment, I think uh, UEC is quite a, a, an attractive choice for your investors. We have a very simple business model. Uh, our focus, our main focus, uh, not our entire focus, but our main focus presently is in South Texas, where we have uh, what is known as the hub and spoke model of, of operations. We have a fully permitted, licensed, and operating processing plant at Hobson, south of San Antonio. Has about a two million pound a year capacity. We have 18 million pounds of resources within 50 to 100 miles of, of that plant. Uh, much of it permitted, licensed, in some cases built and operable. And this allows us to um, respond quite quickly to price signals. Um, it's also important to note that we're an unhedged producer. So we have the philosophy that we don't want to hedge off the upside for our investors. But that also means we have to have the discipline to shut in production when prices are low. So we did go into production uh, when uh, prices were in the $70 a pound range. We produced from Palangana about a little over 600,000 pounds at a very low cash cost of $21.70 a pound. That would put us in the first or second quartile of production cost globally. Um, and it also demonstrated that uh, we have a technical grasp of, of the deposits that we're working with in South Texas. But, you know, being a responsible producer, we did um, uh, shut that production in when prices uh, were falling. And uh, so uh, we, you know, we have that uh, sort of spinning capacity uh, ready to go when, when prices improve. And I think for us, I think sustained prices in a $40, $50 market, uh, we're not only producing from Palangana, but we're also moving forward with uh, – with our deposits at Burke Hollow and uh, Angolia. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, legendary investor Doug Casey, before he invests in a company, they have to pass the nine P's test. The first of the nine is people. Now, your resume alone should suffice in this category. But let's start at the top. Amir Adnani, who is the CEO, is becoming the name as the next generation of seriously successful CEOs in the natural resource space. Share with investors what makes Amir so unique for the task of leading UEC. Well, thanks, Maurice. And I, and I think, you, uh, well, Doug Casey is, is definitely correct. I think in investing in mineral commodities, uh, you know, knowledge of the deposits and the assets in the ground are important, but also very important to know that the people that are running the company have integrity, ethics, and an experience of success in, in the space. And if I look at Amir, um, his hallmark uh, and, and uh, achievements have been in taking advantage of commodity down cycles to acquire undervalued assets, package them into public companies uh, that uh, are very attractive investment vehicles uh, in both uranium, which he's done in UEC, and he's, he's also done that in gold with Brazil Resources, also, uh, which is now known as uh, Gold Mining Inc. But... Uh, uh, you know, Amir really sees the value in, in the down cycles, uh, acquiring assets. Um, you know, a good example is the Hobson Processing Plant in South Texas is probably a $95 million plant today. Uh, acquired it for uh, around $10 million in, uh, in the financial downturn from another producer. So uh, we really, you know, uh, as investors look to those kind of visionaries to create the investment opportunities like UEC. 
You know, quality seems to follow quality here because I noticed that the next individual that we're going to speaking with, or speaking about, I should say, is the former Secretary of Energy, Spencer Abraham. He is now with UEC. Can you expand on that a little bit, please? Yeah, I mean, we're quite fortunate for a company our size to have the former Secretary of Energy of the United States, uh, Spencer Abraham, uh, when he was in the Bush administration. Um, really uh, uh, was a strong supporter of an all of all of the above energy uh, policy for the United States, where we make the best use of all of, of the resources available to us. Uh, he was also uh, in that role a big believer in uh, securing domestic supplies of energy, and I think Spence uh, looked at the situation with uranium today, where 95% of our uranium imports in the United States come from uh, abroad, from foreign sources. And uh, uh, Secretary Abraham would like to uh, to see that change, where we have more uranium being produced domestically in the Western United States, and certainly out of South Texas. So we're very fortunate to have his counsel and experience uh, uh, on on the board as our chairman. Thank you for conveying that. You know, for investors, if you want to know if you have quality management and project, look and see if Sprott is a shareholder. Now, Scott, besides Sprott. Please share, who are some of the major shareholders? Yeah, we, um, uh, you know, one, one thing that's unique about uh, UEC is we do have a very large uh, retail base, probably 30,000 individual uh, shareholders, uh, but we, our largest shareholders, probably the top five are Sprott, as you've mentioned, uh, Lee Kai-Sheng, uh, the uh, Hong Kong billionaire, one of the world's richest individuals, uh, really believes in uh, nuclear energy investing in uranium in North America and uh, believes in, in what UEC is doing. Uh, but also BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, and GlobalX, the uranium uh, ETF, are all, uh, I think, would round out the top five presently. You know, so investors, it's uh, important to note that these uh, individuals and or institutions, they do their due diligence and they don't uh, deploy capital until they are satisfied with the results that they're seeing. So, again, thank you for conveying that. In closing, can you share with investors about the Burke Hollow ISR project? Yeah, Maurice, that was, uh, it's very timely in that um, um, we just announced this morning the receipt of our final mine permit at Burke Hollow. That's from the uh, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. So uh, that is really the authorization uh, to mine on over 11,000 acres from multiple uh, production sands uh, within two uh, kind of confirmed production areas on, on the Burke Hollow site. So uh, it's a big milestone for us. We uh, are, are yet to receive the uh, EPA permit on the aquifer exemption uh, and radioactive materials license, but those have, uh, are in uh, under review. So uh, the whole um, goal in this depressed uranium market is to use, you know, when you have the luxury of time, let's get through this permitting and licensing process um, and be ready so when the uranium price turns, um, we're not wasting time going through a lengthy uh, permitting process. But the, uh, the receipt of our mine permit at Burke Hollow is, uh, is quite, a, uh, quite an achievement and uh, really now represents the third major deposit uh, in South Texas that uh, can feed the, the hops and plant. So good news. You know, it speaks volumes about management because even in a depressed market, Amir Nani, yourself, Spencer Abraham, the entire team of UEC, you're constantly striving to seek value uh, for shareholders. So on behalf of the shareholders, thank you. <laughs> Last question. 
What did I forget to ask? Um, I think, Maurice, you've really covered it. Uh, again, I think um, uh, you know, uranium is a, a unique commodity today where uh, on the face of it, uh, it is unloved, as you said, but uh, it, the fundamentals couldn't be stronger today. Um, we really do foresee a shortage of newly mined uranium uh, in the coming years, and uh, we think that the uptick in utility contracting, which is already occurring, uh, you know, we, we thought 2017 will be a big year for utility contracting, but in the last week, I think we've seen seven utilities come to the market for spot, medium-term, and long-term supplies. So maybe this next contracting cycle is kicking off, and it's already had an impact in the spot price in the last uh, three or four days, we're up about uh, 8% from uh, $18 a pound to probably uh, likely touching $20 a pound today in the spot price. So those are the kind of fundamental uh, developments that you look look to as a, as a catalyst. And I think uh, the uranium market is poised for a pretty significant recovery in the coming years. Mr. Melby, for investors that want to get more information, can you please provide a website and phone number? Yeah, the uh, the website is uh, uraniumenergy.com, and uh, and our uh, phone number is 866-748-1030. And, uh, yeah, I encourage folks to, to look at the website. We've got a lot of information, uh, that much more information than we could go into on this, uh, on this uh, video call. Scott Melby of Uranium Energy Corporation, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. All the best to you. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.